outside for some clean air. All around the globe, I see these bitches in my show. So invite me to their cribs, say they twisting up a O. Watch your haters on the internet. Trust me, I ain't finished yet. I'ma take care of all of y'all like a gigapet. People say I'm dead, I tell them that they just ain't living yet. Excess weed, alcohol, hoes, and cigarettes. Hockey player money, now I'm getting checks. Dream come true. I get my cake and eat it too. Spending all this money like fuck it. The Jew who never budget. It's just you have to say that you are not in touch with. They knew I spit, didn't listen to me though. That's exactly why they called and I ain't picking up the phone. Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is a place we can say what you want as long as you've got them facts. Well, it looks like week four of the NFL, or excuse me, week three of the NFL is under, well, it's wrapped up. Uh, so we're going to go over all the action from week three, of course. Uh, Monday Night Football uh, wrapped up a few hours ago, so we're going to talk about that first, and then like I said, we're going to go over the rest of week three, uh, we're also going to touch over some college football, and then also some NBA playoff action, so all the all the sports action from over the weekend, and then of course, I'm going to be highlighting what we have on the future tap, you know, in terms of future projects, so let's get into it, of course, uh, with uh, Monday Night Football, of course, uh, showdown. In the AFC between the Chiefs and the Ravens, it looks like the Chiefs get the best of Baltimore. Uh, again, 34-20 to 20 is the final score here. Uh, the Chiefs remain, remain undefeated at 3-0, and and the Ravens move down to 2-1. For the Chiefs, on the offensive side, they were led by Patrick Mahomes, 31-42, 385 yards, four touchdowns. He also uh, had a rushing touchdown as well. Clyde Edward-Tolaire would have 64 rushing yards. Travis Kelsey would have uh, 87 receiving yards. Nicole Harmon would have four catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill would have 77 receiving yards and also a touchdown. And fullback Anthony Sherman and also offensive tackle Jake Fisher would have offensive, I'm sorry, would have receiving touchdowns as well. So um, Mahomes spread the ball out. A bunch of people got the ball, and again, he just increases his Hall of Fame, uh, you know, pedigree and his resume. Just again, performance after after performance. But moving on for the Chiefs on defense, they were led by safety uh, Juan Thornhill. He would have six total tackles, and also defensive tackle uh, Chris Jones. He would have five total tackles and two sacks for the Ravens on offense. Of course, Lamar Jackson uh, got the start for them, 15 to 28, 97 yards uh, passing. Uh, not uh, really indicative of his of his skill set, not at all in his performance. But uh, he would have a, a, a touchdown through the air. He would also have 83 rushing yards. Uh, J.K. Dobbins would be the leading receiver with just 38 receiving yards, and tight end Nick Boyle uh, would have a receiving touchdown. On defense, the Ravens were, Ravens were led by defensive tackle Brandon Williams, who had seven solo tackles, and also safety Chuck Clark. Uh, we all know him from getting this half fight for Earl Thomas. He would have 10 total tackles. Uh, a couple takeaways from this game. Uh, the Ravens only managed 228 yards total. Uh, they did have 158 rushing yards, uh, but zero touchdowns. Uh, and, of course, uh, nobody had over or nobody had 100 yards or more on the squad. So uh, not a good showing from them. That is their bread and butter is that uh, running game. Nothing to be found there. Uh, the Chiefs would also force four sacks as well, so that led to some of it. They also would force a fumble. Uh, as far as what the Chiefs were able to do on the offensive side of the ball, they would go 10 of 13 on third down, so they pretty much were on the field a 
lot of the game. Uh, Lamar Jackson is now 0-3 and three, uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, but on the flip side, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the fastest quarterback to reach 10,000 yards. So, um, again, patting that Hall of Fame record already. Young guy, he's going to do it. I, I like, I like, uh, uh, sorry, Patrick Mahomes a lot. I still like Lamar Jackson, too. He's probably my favorite, but again, uh, just he didn't show up tonight. And uh, it looks like uh, uh, the defense on the other side just really got into his chest, you know, in terms of what the Chiefs were able to do. Just down that pressure, getting, like I said, four sacks, uh, forcing the fumble. A uh, really good game from the Chiefs defensively. But let's move on uh, to the rest of the uh, week four. Uh, starting off with Thursday night, the Dolphins get a win against the Jags, 31-13. Uh, we also got a win here from the Giants, 36-9. to uh, Again, they're making this, I mean, they're getting these wins without uh, any type of uh, offense right now. Uh, for the uh, Niners, they're down to their second-string quarterback, Nick Mullins, 25-36 in that game. 343 yards. He also would throw a touchdown pass as well. Uh, running back Jeffrey Wilson would have a rushing, t uh, rushing touchdown. Excuse me. Uh, he would also have 54 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. And uh, linebacker Fred Warner on the defensive end would have seven total tackles and an interception. For the Giants offensively, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, not a good uh, showing from him. 17 to 32, 170, uh, 179 yards. Uh, he also would have an interception. And he was a leading rusher as well with uh, 49 yards. The leading receiver was Darius Slayton. He would have 53 receiving yards. And linebacker Blake Martinez would lead the, G the Giants defense with nine total tackles and a sack. Uh, a couple takeaways from this game. Niners forced three turnovers. The Giants were held to just 66 rushing yards. Of course, Saquon, out. Saquon is out for the entire year. So, you know, go figure. And uh, they were four for 10 on third down. So, again, they couldn't convert. On, they weren't efficient on third down. They couldn't remain on the field. And just like I said, three turnovers wasn't a good showing at all from Daniel Jones. And uh, the Giants are still winless. Uh, moving on, we have Washington taking the L to the Browns, 34-20. to uh, We have the Eagles and the Bengals ending things at a tie in overtime, 23-23. to In the boringest game and the most, uh, you know, waste of a time game of Sunday, in my opinion. Uh, moving on, my Raiders, they take their first L of the season, 20-36 to at the final score against the Patriots. I'm pretty mad about this one. Both teams are now 2-1 on the year. Uh, for Derek Carr, um, you know, in terms of passing, not, you know, too many negatives to say. He went 24-32, uh, 264 yards. He would also have two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs will lead the way on the ground with 77 yards there. And Hunter Renfro would have 84 receiving yards and a touchdown. And uh, Jonathan Abram, would, uh, Jonathan Abram uh, would help out on the defensive end with an interception. For the Patriots, Cam will go 17-28, 162 yards uh, and a touchdown with an interception. Sonny Michelle would have a good day on the ground, over 100 yards. And Rex Burkhead was the player of the game, two touchdowns, uh, two rushing touchdowns. He also would have seven receptions and 49 yards there, and also a touchdown, uh, receiving touchdown. And Chase Vin uh, Vinovich on the defensive end would have a sack. Uh, like I said, in terms of Derek Carr, he did not have a bad game uh, passing the ball, uh, but he did give up two fumbles. And in total, the Raiders would have three fumbles, costly fumbles. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest differences you have in the game because Cam didn't, Cam didn't really do too well. Uh, Rex Burkhead had a crazy performance. 
uh, adding a couple touchdowns that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, you wouldn't be preparing for that. But again, uh, Coach Bilicek prepares for everything. And uh, the Raiders are still, you know, they're coming around that corner. They haven't reached the corner just yet. So, uh, again, 2 on 1, you know, it sucks. The L, you know, taking it, taking the loss sucks, but uh, still going to be 2 on 1 at this point in the year. I still think we look pretty decent. Uh, moving on, we have an NFC matchup. Uh, the Bears get it done against the Falcons, 30 to 26. And uh, a little bit of news about the Bears. A uh, couple things here: Tariq Cohen is going to be out for the year, the rest of the year, uh, with a torn ACL. And it looks like Nick Foles will be the starting quarterback uh, for them going the rest of the way. Uh, moving on, uh, we got an AFC NFC matchup. The Bills got it done against the Rams, 35 to 32. Uh, the the Bills remain perfect at 3 and 0. The Rams move down to 2 and 1. Uh, Jared Goff went 23 of 32, uh, 321 yards, two touchdowns on the interception, but he did have a rushing touchdown. Daryl Henderson would have 114 rushing yards and a touchdown. And Cooper Cup was a leading receiver with nine catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Donald will lead the defense with six total tackles and two sacks. And safety John Johnson, yes, John Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Very interesting name to say the least. Seven total tackles and an interception. For the Bills, Josh Allen, 24-33. Again, he is maturing. He is evolving. He did throw a pick, uh, but he did have 311, 311 yards and four touchdowns. He would run for a touchdown as well. Running back uh, Devin Singletary uh, will be the leading rusher with 71 yards. Cole Beasley will be the leading receiver uh, in terms of yardage with 100 yards there. Stephen Diggs would have a receiving touchdown. And Kevin Tyler would have two receiving touchdowns. On the defensive side, the Bills were led by safety Jordan Poyer. He would have 14 total tackles. Uh, linebacker Matt Milano would have eight, uh, eight total tackles and a sack. And defensive back uh, Levi Wallace would have an interception. Uh, a couple takeaways. Uh, the Bills were outgained 478 to 375. Uh, it looks like uh, the the Rams also had more first downs as well, 28 to 23 there. Uh, but both teams, uh, you know, on the defensive side, you know, despite, you know, these points being given up, despite the yardage being given up, still able to make plays. Between the both of them, uh, both de- uh, between both defenses, they had six sacks uh, in total and also four turnovers. So, again, defense, you know, they didn't stop a whole lot, but they made plays. So, there you go. Uh, moving on, uh, back to the AFC. We have the Steelers beating the Texans 28-21. to uh, We have the Vikings taking another L here. They are 0-3. Uh, they take another loss here. 31-30 is the final score against the Titans. Uh, we have a win here for the Panthers, 21-16 over the Chargers. Uh, the Colts uh, get it done in easy fashion over the hapless Jets. They're a dumpster fire. Uh, actually, they're a dumpster explosion, and they're just—they've uh, exploded all over New York City. They're cro- they're covering up the city and New Jersey, parts of New Jersey, with just trash and just pieces of trash bags and old food everywhere, and tennis shoes that people don't wear, stank ass tennis shoes and tires, and it's nothing but trash, 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 trash being emitted. They are emitting uh, stank, stank smells coming into the atmosphere we know it we smell it we thought it was the smoke some of it is that but it's all that failure and it's spreading across the country it's new york they're the, they're oh god trash Le'Veon bell is washed uh sam donald is a buzz sam gase is a cokehead whacked out of his mind coach who's not gonna win shit and um 
I'm so sorry for those guys because their jerseys are act, their uniforms are actually pretty damn dope, but they are trash on TV. Sorry, guys. Moving on, the Seahawks getting it done, uh, 38 to 31 against the Cowboys. Russell Wilson again at it again, five touchdowns. What can you say? Uh, I think he's a uh, early my early vote for MVP. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. Moving on, another NFC matchup. Uh, we got the Lions getting it getting it done against the Cardinals, twenty six to twenty three. Uh, we also got uh, the Bucks getting it done against the Broncos, uh, 28 to twenty eight to ten. Uh, pretty much Brady has arrived in my opinion. Pretty good game from him, twenty five of thirty eight, two hundred and ninety seven yards and three touchdowns. So it looks like he's getting comfortable. Uh, Mike Evans uh, really wasn't a factor outside of his two receiving touchdowns. I think he only had like two yards receiving, but again, two touchdowns. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. But again, the Buccaneers get another win. Uh, the Broncos are filling all those injuries that they've been suffering through. Uh, moving on, uh, we got the Packers getting it done against the Saints, 37-30. to 30. Uh, This was an all-time great quarterback battle. Uh, Rodgers and Breeze going right at it all game long. Their numbers are pretty similar to a T. Rodgers went 21-32, 283 yards and three touchdowns. Breeze would go 29-36 for 288 yards. He would also throw for three touchdowns as well. So, again, one of those quarterback duels for the ages. Really good game from both of those guys. And um, there might have been some controversial calls maybe near the end, but uh, the Packers get it done. Uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, let's move on. Uh, we we we're done with the NFL for now. Uh, we're gonna get into some college football. Of course, Week Four was wrapped up over the weekend. Uh, the biggest thing coming out of college football, at least then, uh, at least Week Four, is the SEC. They finally had their grand opening. Uh, so we're gonna go over a few of those games. Actually, the SEC games real quick. Uh, starting off with number three Florida getting it done against Ole Miss, fifty-one to thirty-five. We got. Uh, also, an upset to talk about, slight upset. Uh, number sixteen Mississippi State uh, gets it done against uh, gets it done against LSU. Uh, number four, forty four to thirty four is the final score there. Uh, for Mississippi State on offense, they were led by KJ Castillo. Tw- uh, sorry, thirty six of sixty six uh, six hundred and twenty three yards, five touchdowns and two interceptions. Running back Kylan Hill will just have thirty eight yards on the ground, but he would have eight receptions and one hundred and fifty eight yards and a touchdown. Uh, Rob receiver Osiris Mitchell, Osiris Mitchell would have seven total catches, uh, 183 yards and two touchdowns, and Terrell Shavers would have a receiving touchdown as well as Austin Williams. Seven total catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown from him as well. On defense, the Bulldogs were led by linebacker Aaron Brule. He would have 10 total tackles in the sack, and also defensive back Isaiah Furge. He would have six total tackles and an interception. Uh, Auburn uh, was able to beat Kentucky. I do not have the final score. Why? I just somehow missed that. But number 17, uh, Auburn did get a win over Kentucky over the weekend as well. But uh, back to the LSU game, LSU-Mississippi State game. On offense, um, LSU, uh, they had Miles Brennan go 27-46, uh, 345 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions in his first game, filling up the shoes of Joe Burrow. That's what they got. Running back Chris Curry was the leading uh, leading rusher with 47 yards there. Terrence, Terrence Marshall Jr. would have eight total catches, 122 yards, and a touchdown. And on defense, uh, the Bayou Bengals were led by linebacker Damone Clark, uh, 11 total tackles in a sack, and safety Jacoby Stevens, 
two total sacks. Uh, sorry, two sacks and six total tackles from there. A couple takeaways from this one: neither team had over, neither team had 100 or more rushing yards, uh, just passing all over the place. Like I said, Costello had uh, Costello had 623 yards. Uh, Brennan had 345. So again, multiple touchdowns in the air for those guys. So again, passing was at a premium, uh, but not passing defense, not corners, not safeties. That's just the way it goes. Um, Mississippi State would just have nine yards rushing. So there you go. The Bulldogs would have four turnovers as well. They also lost two fumbles included in that, you know, including in those two turnovers and those four turnovers. So again, they played a little bit sloppy. Um, but again, they got they got they won by ten. That's crazy. Uh, both teams have multiple sacks. Uh, uh, Mississippi State would have six. Uh, LSU would have five. So both teams uh, got after the quarterback as well. Uh, looks like it did not get to KJ Costello that much though. Just saying. Uh, moving on, we got number four Georgia getting it done against Arkansas. Easy, easy money here. Thirty-seven to ten. Arkansas probably. Uh, probably wins two games, if I'm guessing. And that, that might sound mean, so I might say four just to sound a little bit nicer. But I don't I don't I don't see them doing too good. And even in this reduced kind of schedule, SEC schedule. Uh number thirteen, Texas A and M gets it done against Vanderbilt. This game was a little more difficult. Uh seventeen to twelve was the final score there. Number twenty one, Tennessee. I don't even know how they're ranked. Uh they weren't shit last year. Again, it, SEC biased. Uh, maybe this is coming from a, a West Coast sports analyst. I'm gonna call myself this right now. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it is you know some regional bias. Maybe that's me saying that, but I, I just feel like 21 for Tennessee. That's they're undeserving of that. But anyways, they get it done against South Carolina, 31 to 27. Uh, number two Alabama, of course, was in a uh, action. They get an easy win against uh, Missouri 38-19. to 19. So uh, the SEC is in full swing, of course. They'll be playing a conference schedule this year. They just plan, I meaning they just plan themselves. Uh, so Missouri plays Arkansas, et cetera. Uh, Texas A&M is going to play Alabama, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, that's how that goes. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, we have an upset alert to talk about. Uh, Kansas State uh, gets it done against Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma, I believe, will be number, f I think, five in your in your, in our rankings. We, last time we checked, of course, they're gonna drop now uh, because of this loss. We'll have to, I'll have the rank I'll have the rankings for you later on this week. But again, the final score there was 38 to 35. Like I said, the Wildcats stunned the Sooners. Uh, for Oklahoma State offensively, uh, Skylar Thompson, the quarterback, would go 18 to 25 for 334 yards. He would have a touchdown and three rushing touchdowns. Uh, Deuce Vaughn will lead the way, well, would, well, would be the leading rusher in terms of yards, which is 45, but he would have a touchdown there, and we would also have four catches for 129 yards. Christian, uh, sorry, Sebastian Taylor would have 45 yards and a touchdown as well. On defense, Kansas State was led by Jerron McPherson. He would have 11 total tackles and an interception, and linebacker Justin Hughes would have tw uh, 10 total tackles. For Oklahoma, on offense, they were led by Spencer Rattler. He would go 30 of 41, 387 yards, four touchdowns, uh, but three interceptions. Seth McGowan would have 17 yards on the ground and a touchdown, and Drake Stoops would have 93 receiving yards and a touchdown, and uh, Marvin Mims, the receiver, would have two receiving touchdowns as well. On defense, the Sooners were led by defensive back uh, Brendan Radley Hines, 10 total tackles from him, and also safety Delaren Turner. 
DeLaren Turner Yale. He would have seven total tackles. A couple takeaways from this game. Uh, the Sumers had the advantage in first downs, 28 to 10. Uh, so they were moving the ball a lot better. They were also better in efficiency, seven and twelve, seven and twelve on third down. Uh, but have four, but they would have four turnovers. Can't have those in these in this day and age, ever. Uh, after going down 35 to 17 in the third, Kansas State would rally in the fourth with 17 points, and of course getting the game-winning field goal. Uh, I saw the highlights in this one. Oklahoma choked. Uh, this is why we don't take them seriously when it comes to national consideration. Actually, I never do. I don't. I don't. I still don't understand how they end up. You know, end up in the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs for like the past two or three years. They keep getting end up getting blown out by like Alabama and Clemson, losing by twenty and thirty-five points. They're trash. I'm just gonna outright say it. I don't trust the Big Twelve. I think that I think you know. In my opinion, if I'm being honest with you, I think the Pac-12 is a better conference than the Big 12. We can argue all day about that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take that right here. Uh, but scores, uh, some other scores from around the top 25. Number uh, number nine, Texas Texas gets it done in overtime against Texas Tech, one of their chief rivals. 63 to 56 is the final score there. Typical Big 12, all offense, no defense score. Boo. It was exciting in 2008-9 with Mike Leach, but now it's not. It's old now, guys. It's old. It's it's old. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, t uh, sorry, Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh gets it done against Louisville. Uh, I believe these two teams were ranked, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Louisville came in there 24th. Um, Pittsburgh was 21st, if I'm not mistaken. The, the top 25 is going to change in many ways. It's already changed as a new week. But uh, the final score here is 23-20. to 20. Uh, We also got Oklahoma State. They get a win against West Virginia. Uh, number 17, Oklahoma State, that is, 27-13. And also Cincinnati gets it done against Army, 24-10. And also number 22, BYU, beats up on Troy, 48-7. All right, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some basketball. And then, of course, I'm going to uh, let you guys in on what uh, we got planned or what I got planned uh, for the rest of this week. So, all right, y'all, I'll be right back. All right. as though the NBA Finals are finally set. It's going to be the Heat and the Lakers. So I was halfway right. I'll take that. I'll take it. Um, let's talk about how we got here first. Of course, the Lakers winning game five over the Nuggets, 117-107. Uh, in this one, you get 38 points from LeBron, 16 points, 10 assists. Of course, another playoff triple-double to, again, add to his illustrious career. 
AD caps off at 27, five assists, sorry, five rebounds and three assists, and Danny Green and Alex Caruso putting 11 points as well. Uh, as far as the Lakers are concerned, they shot over 50% from the field. They also controlled the rebounds as usual. Again, 43 to 36 there. They also would have eight blocks as well. So, again, I mean, they got it done on different, you know, sides of the ball. Uh, they really locked down Jokic. Uh, again, he still had 20. He still got his 20 points or whatever, but. He didn't really have a dominant showcase. He didn't just ball out. 20 points from him, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, very, you know, quiet. Same thing with Murray. You know, again, kind of reserved. They had him kind of in his pocket. 19 points, 8 assists from him, 4 rebounds. Uh, we already know Jokic probably got a lot of those uh, assists. Probably Jeremy Grant, too. He had 20 points and 9 rebounds, of course. So, again, you know... I think the issue with the Nuggets is when it all came down to it, when it all came down to it, I really thought that they had a really good team. And uh, I still think they play pretty well together. You see the, the core. Uh, they're going to they're gonna come to play. They're going to come ready to fight. Uh, there were parts where they made this game close, just like every game. Uh, but it just looks like they just don't have the experience. And they just, you know, and there's a little bit of, uh, some star power with LeBron, of course, still being there, and, and Anthony Davis, of course, have to deal with that. But then you got somebody like Danny Green and Rajon Rondo, who can easily come off the bench and have years of playoff experience. They've been in the playoffs longer than Jokic and Jeremy Grant and probably Murray. I'm not gonna say all all of them combined, uh, but at least you know those guys' careers separately. You look at them. I mean, Danny Green has probably been to the playoffs more years than they've been in the league, you know, each of them in their separate careers. So, so same thing with Rondo. So, you have a lot of experience there. Same thing with LeBron, of course. LeBron, you know, um, just towers over these guys. And I think you, you got a chance to see that. Again, LeBron, uh, these are numbers that you probably would not have seen 10 years ago. I don't think you're seeing these type of numbers 10 years ago. I don't think you saw... Uh, a lot of these numbers back in the Miami days. But, again, he's definitely upgraded his career. Uh, he's definitely, you know, well, but it comes with the territory because, again, if he loses the series or if he were to lose that game, he's going to be the guy that, you know, they're going to come for. They're going to, you know, roast him, and the media is not going to let him um, get away with it. Although we'll see, we're seeing the media right now slowly being quiet about the choker, Kawhi. I won't be. He's a choker. He's choker. He's choker number one going into this. We're gonna talk. I'm talking shit going into the fall and the winter. Hey, Clippers, holla at your boy. He's a choker. Uh, and 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 the reason why you know, and again, we're seeing that nobody's talking about it. Uh, nobody's saying too much. They stay fired Doc Rivers today, but again, you don't hear them talking too much about how Kawhi failed. But had LeBron failed, had LeBron would have even lost his game. You would have heard hear people say, "Oh, do you think they can?" You know, he has enough energy to, to go into the finals if he makes it. Do you think he has enough energy to go seven if it's a seven game series? I, you know, and I'm and I'm peeping all that, and I'm and I'm calling it out. I'm calling out the media for their for their their pit. You know, their tit tat. You know, they they, they want to be petty. They like to be petty with certain people. You know, they love to hold LeBron in this high regard, but then when he fails, they like to get at him too. You hear all the haters come out the woodwork. You know, and in there, you know, and and you have somebody in Ka Kawhi supposed to be in everybody else, and whoever's not a whoever doesn't say LeBron is is the number one player to leave, 
they're going to fall in two camps. They're going to say Kawhi or KD. More people are saying Kawhi than KD in a lot of cases, I guess because of this season and all that, whatever. But again, bottom line is, he's a choker. Period. You can say what you want about LeBron, but it looks like they all have come up short. We've all seen the Golden State Warriors have come up short. Why? Why is it that we as at why is it the history wants to 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 get at LeBron and his failures or whatever? And 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 when he you know when he when somebody else of his caliber fails, they just kind of just uh you know. And again, I you know I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I. I'm definitely not rooting for them to win this series, to be honest. On the team standpoint, my heart is riding with the Heat, just because I, I I'll get into why I feel that way in just a second, and I'll get my my thoughts about the Lakers. I gotta get my thoughts about the Lakers out. Um, you know, as much I mean, I love, but I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I do respect LeBron. He's my favorite player in the league, and I just watch how the media just has just been just really kind of just. Oh, you know, Kawhi lost. Ha, huh, let's get on with our lives. Fuck that. He's, you know, he's gonna, he's the, he's one of the faces of the league. This should be news as well. We should, and I'm not saying you need to beat a dead horse, but I bet you if LeBron were to lose in his finals, they're not talk. they're gonna be talking about this for years. And it's just funny how that shit is just, it just applies. Uh, but let's move on, uh, to the Eastern Conference finals. Of course, um, the Heat got it done in Game Six against the Celtics, one twenty-five to one uh, twenty. Sorry, one twenty-five to one thirteen was the final score. Of course, Miami won that series four to two for the Celtics. Um, you know they had a decent game from their core. Um, you had twenty-six points from Jalen Brown, eight rebounds and also four assists. Twenty-four points from Jason Tatum, he would have eleven assists, and Marcus Smart and Kimba would both have 20 points. So, again, you got a solid game from them, um, but it just looks like somebody in every one of these games that I see Miami in, every one of these series so far uh, in this playoff run, somebody just out of nowhere comes up and just kind of steps up from them, for them and just kind of leads them through the, the way. Um, for one, you've had Jimmy Butler kind of, uh, doing his thing, leading by example, the consummate 20-plus point player. Uh, 22 points in this one, 8 assists, 2 rebounds. And um, what I'm going to tell you is I think he's one of the best leaders uh, you know, I've ever seen in a long time. And they're not talk- nobody's talking about it. But part of being the leader, part of being the man when you, you, know, when you go to a city, when you go to these teams is to be the guy that the team, you know, falls back on. Um, mind you, Bam Adebayo was a leading scorer in this game, 32 points from him, 14 rebounds. But we do know that Jimmy Butler is the leader of this team. And part of leading by example and maybe, you know, I guess, telling people what to do and whatever, you have to make the people around you better. No, This is the biggest example since I've been alive, and again, this might be hyperbole because, again, you know, I'm only, I'm barely pushing 30, but I've been watching the NBA at least since uh, 96 is when I, my, I mean, I go back, my memories, my child memories go a little bit farther, but when I first, you know, 
started to really kind of pay attention and knew who people were outside of Michael Jordan, I would say 96, so that put me about five years old. I'm watching it for a very long time, to say the least. So 25 years, right? Whatever. And, you know, so I've seen Kobe. I've seen leaders like Kevin. I've seen the Kevin Garnett type of leaders. I've seen the, the Damian Lillard type of leaders. I've seen the Joel Embiid. I've seen the LeBron type of leaders. I remember, you know, parts of, I remember the last bits of Jordan. I remember, I know Dwayne Wade type of leadership. It's something about Jimmy Butler. When they say you got to make the people around you better, I've, I see that with him. When I looked at Kobe, we could say what we want about, you know, his, his, um, his status, his, his story, his whatever, you know. And he's done some great things. He's, he, he did some very awesome things in L.A. in terms of him winning, in terms of him just being a scorer. Awesome, great things. He was a so-so leader, in my opinion. We all know that when he had Shaq, when Shaq was on that team, there probably wasn't an, an outright leader between the two. But we do know that they really, you know, fed off their synergy while it was hot. They were still, you know, feeling each other, at least respectful towards each other and willing to work with each other. But it's not as though Kobe crossed over and changed who Shaq was. Shaq was who he was when he came from Orlando. He was the best center, probably the best center of all time, you know, next to maybe Kareem or something like that. He was, he was already geared toward that. Kobe didn't take this guy and he, let's say, for instance, he was averaging 15 points beforehand and, he, and makes him, you know, out of nowhere, he's he Shaq becomes who he is when he comes. No, Shaq was already going to be probably who, maybe not with as many championships, maybe two less championships, who, but who knows what happens with, you know, a similar type player with Penny, maybe the same thing happens in Orlando, for all we know, because of who he is. My point being, it it's not like Kobe took who Shaq was and elevated who he was. They just kind of worked together. When Shaq left and it was his own Kobe, we saw what happened. You can say what we want, and we can say what we want. We knew that Kobe was struggling because guess what he cannot make the he could not make the people around him better and you cannot lead them to those goals that way he doesn't have that I don't know what it is because you know Jimmy Butler seems a little bit like he could be you know grouchy sometimes or like he could snap at play. look at how he got at the Timberwolves a few years back but again in those years without Shaq Kobe could not get his team to cross over no matter what he scored 81 points in a game and couldn't go nowhere Jimmy Butler sits back in game 6 of a, of a conference finals gives you 22 and 8 and he'll have Bam Adebayo kill you with 32 with kindness in a whole nother game in a whole nother game he has about 24 or something like that and Tyler Hero busts what 37 points on you when could you ever say that you saw Timmy really Tim Duncan do that 
Tim Duncan is a leader by example. I'll give you that. But again, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker were going to get to be who they were. They were who they were and they developed. It wasn't because of Tim. It was more so Greg, because uh, of Popovich and his coaching system. Not because Jimmy. And again, there's a lot of things that, you know, Eric Spoelstra does coaching wise again. But you have to have that that driving force that's gonna keep everybody aligned and keep everybody at, on the same page. Gene Butler does that in spades. Uh, again, we can say what we want. Again, uh Kobe using him as another is just kind of just giving you some examples. Again, when Kobe got one some more championships, who was on his squad? Paul Gasol, potential Hall of Famer. Lamar Odom, all-star before he got there. Bynum was probably the only person he had to probably, you know, was probably the only person who got a little bit better as time went on. But it wasn't because of what Kobe did. It wasn't because of Kobe's style of play. It wasn't because of what Kobe does. Jimmy Butler almost had 10 assists. Coupled with 22 points, that's that's 30 points. That's 30 points from on his end that he's responsible for. Wow. And again, Kobe will get you 30 on his own or more, sure, but just by itself. But you know, if no if you can't get 32 from if you can't get 32 from Smush Parker, <laughs> you're on your own. You know, um same thing with, you know, Tim Duncan. Those teams were, you know, built in Greg Popovich's system. They were beneficiaries of that. Tim Duncan was just the guy, again, he just led by example. He did whatever Pop told him, blah, 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 and it just went like that. Jimmy Butler, you can tell he's a he's a hands-on leader, and that's it. That's He is your consummate leader. He is, and if, and if the Heat do shock the world, it's going to be because of Jimmy Butler. He's going to, he's going to, I feel it because I saw it a, I saw it a long time ago, a few years ago. Long well, longer than that now. Remember, twenty eleven, the first time we ever saw him ever in action. He was a force in that. He was he was coming he was coming to life. This when you first started. You kind of looked at oh Jimmy Butler. This was before he called him Jimmy Buckets. This was before he went to t- the Timberwolves and got mad at people. Before he went to Philly and left them. This was back in the day, you know. And and he and he was scoring almost twenty points a game in that series against LeBron. He was showing out. So don't think he can't do it again, you know. And 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 again, he's just and and again, he's and he's been on your consciousness really since then. You know, you remember him. He was doing some shit back then. So don't be surprised if he does it now. Again, you know, looking back at this game, Miami shot over fifty percent. Shot over, uh, had over fifty points in the paint. They could do what the Lakers can do. They could score in that paint. They could play some defense. It's going to be a very interesting series, but I, I think uh, you're going to have a couple breakout games from Jimmy Butler. That's, I think that's a given. All right, y'all, I'm going to wrap this up for tonight. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion. If you did, follow me on Instagram at ljamal791, E-L-J-A-M-A-H-791. Check that out. Also, I am on YouTube as well. Check out that channel. Look me up uh, by my name, ljamal, E L. J-A-M-A-H. I also have a Facebook page uh, as well. Uh, you can look that up as well, at L-Jamal. Um, as far as the record, rest of the week is, is going, 
I'm going to be putting out that versus with the Godfather and uh, Mafia out very soon. It's coming. I keep telling y'all, but it's coming. I've been, I ain't gonna lie. I dragged a little bit over the weekend. So I have to make up for that. But it's coming soon. Uh, as far as what else I got planned for the rest of the week, uh, we, I'm going to update you guys in terms of some college uh, football, give you guys the top 25 rankings for this week. Um, also, of course, like, you know, like we always do in terms of the NFL uh, week three wrap-up for week three, uh, some of the best teams, best players. Uh, of course, some news if anything happens. Uh, I, I do want to get into some, uh, some, some more, you know, regular news, national, international. Um, nothing, you know, really is... Push me just yet. Of course, it is election time. Well, it's getting close to election time. Election time, so we'll definitely be talking about that within the near future. Um, as far as some reviews, I kind of uh, been debating on this one. Uh, it's been on my mind, but I'm just gonna put it out there so it, it happens. Uh, one of them that I want to work on is gonna be the series, The Wire. Um, that'll be the first series. Of, well, the first review off the top. And I'm also uh, I'm looking to get into uh, reviewing Batman Forever, but that won't be in uh, for a little bit a little bit while longer into the future. Both of those reviews, uh, but again, like I said, the immediate future, of course, uh, within the next day or so, uh, the Mafia versus Godfather, and of course, uh, some more NFL news. Uh, of course, some more NBA action. Uh, we do have a cup one. Uh, we do have some NBA news to go over about one player. Uh, some serious news, so we're gonna have to go over that in a couple days or maybe a day or so. Uh, just all depending on how you know I get through everything. I do have to work in the daytime now, so my hours switched up there a little bit. So again, it's just a process. Uh, but again, I uh, will be leaving my links visible on my social media for you guys so you can reach me there. Also on my YouTube uh, as well. So make sure you guys look out for that um and uh that's it y'all all right if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i'll at you guys later